Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentle germs, I mean gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to our favorite episode of the week. It's the Friday Q&A session at the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. I'm John Go. That's Task. And Task, I got new glasses, man. I'm not uh, I'm not walking around with a smashed piece of glasses, so uh, I'm feeling very professional. Yes, uh, well, uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see the, uh, the the broken glasses, but then that's probably because I need new glasses. But anyway, I mean, it's if it Wood makes grain. you feel better and helps your confidence, that's all that matters. I feel like a million bucks or a million hive at least. Million HBD. HBD, yes, because a million hive would only be $500,000, give or take. Very good. Go. Very good. Price. And, and it's funny because we'll dive right into the questions. Um, that's I named the uh, what's the price of rice? That's what I named the show. What's the price of right? Because we're gonna talk price, price. No, we're not. We're well, we'll try not to, but we'll see what the what see what you guys wanted to talk. Are, about. Are we gonna talk about rice? Rice, yeah. Let's talk about the price of rice. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. Hi my path to fire welcome welcome to everybody checking out live streams here we are on vim we are on youtube and we will be uploaded for your viewing pleasure on three speak later of course uh always on the hive blockchain because we love hive anyways let's let's dive into the questions first one's up is dev press he wants to know do you think hive will survive the coming recession what are the possibilities from you guys Uh, (laughs) i guess that's price maybe is that is that price of rice question I, I yeah I, I was he asking will the price hold up or will the network survive right I, I mean the actual the network, blockchain right yeah yeah I mean there's no reason for the network not to survive uh, you know the the witnesses are paid out in HBD I believe right isn't that correct yeah uh, no no oh high power high power high power yeah uh, so. I mean, it's first off, one thing we have to keep in mind about markets. Markets are about capital flow. Markets are not necessarily driven by the economy. So the economy can tank and the stock market can go up or the U.S. stock market can go up. In fact, that that's what I think is going to happen is the U.S. stock market will be the worst, ho- the, 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 the best house on the worst block type scenario. So would you right. rather be in U.S. equities or Japanese equities or British equities or, you know, would you rather be in something overseas or would you rather be in the U.S. or maybe the U.S. is overseas to you, depending on where you are. But that's where we see capital flow, the flight to safety. So as I've said all along, cryptocurrency is a risk on risk off. And we just have to watch what the markets are, but they're not necessarily indicative of the economy. Uh, 
because the markets can head down, the economy can be going up or vice versa. In fact, recessions, the markets, the equity markets, and this is based on historical study, they will bottom about halfway through a recessionary cycle and start appreciating and be going up long before the recession ends. So you have to keep that in mind. Now, will Hive, I don't know what will happen to the price of Hive. What Will the Hive ecosystem survive? Yeah, because, you know, Blaine's not going to stop building. John's not going to stop building. I'm not going to stop building. Block Trades is not going to stop doing what he does. They call me Dan and Starkers are going to keep doing what they do. Uh, Disregard's going to do what he does. They call me Brian. I mean, all the guests we have on these shows, they not still do what they do. So, uh, you know, they haven't been flushed out yet. They're not going to be flushed out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. I mean, no one's, no one's stopping a single thing. And this is what's so cool about Hive is that you've seen the track record of Hive actually producing amazing things during bear markets, during the pullbacks, during that when everyone hates crypto, that seems to be when Hive is still trucking. Um, because I think everyone here on this blockchain looks at the bigger picture not everyone but majority of people look at the at, at what is being built on hive how it taps into so many amazing different communities and niches and topics and passions and they want to be a part of it and um when you have that you know the the beating of the, the dead horse the development the use case in the community prices whatevs so yeah anyways what will will hive survive the upcoming recession absolutely i Not guess we could have just advice. answered it with that one word and gone on yeah no it's good to dive into things man speaking of yeah. diving into things especially when we're not ranting is this a yeah rant we're not ranting no. right tuesday's show if you guys uh haven't listened to episode one four of the cryptomaniacs podcast uh wow that was good we had a lot it, it, of I didn't, uh, have you asked him it was probably one of Blaine's favorite shows I think well he he's actually driving he had to drive to Chicago this week um so he he was on the road all week. um but I'm sure he'll have it in his uh in his mp3 player we'll even have mp3 players anymore uh, in I his think, phone uh, yeah. I think the iPhone replaced that yeah I know. Jimmy is up we love Jimmy. Everyone loves Jimmy. This is an awesome post. This was an awesome post by Taskmaster, and it would be awesome to cover this episode of the Cryptomaniacs. So the title of this post was in form of a question and asking that question. Who is going to build everything app on Hive? Are you asking me or are you asking that in rhetorical sense? I, I don't have the answer. That's why I wrote the, the damn well, post. That, that's why he, but that he wants you to dive into it because he said it was an awesome post by you. Oh, okay. He, he yeah. wants explanation. You're asking a question and it's like, I don't know, John. You asked a question. I don't know. That's the point of the post. I didn't know. <laughs> For those who haven't read the post, basically, this is taken off of the idea of Elon's X app, everything app, which for those who don't know, <clears throat> Elon did not just buy Twitter to be a free speech social media network. He is part or was part of the what's called the PayPal mafia. He was one of the earlier uh, players in that. Him and Peter Thiel and a bunch of other guys who became mega billionaires uh, out of it. And what he uh, 
at that time, what it was reported is that everybody knows PayPal is a, a, a payment system, but Elon had much bigger visions. Now, he was overruled by the other people involved. And X was actually when Elon Musk left was property mm -hmm. of PayPal. Now, he has bought X from or X app or whatever you want to call it. He has bought that that name. He's bought the, the rights to that from PayPal, evidently. So he's creating the X app, which is going to be a lot more than just social media. It'll be a lot more than payments. I have theorized that he is going to build. Basically, he's looking at building the, the high financial network on, on Twitter. He's going to offer mm. all types of services like E-Trade and Scott Trade and lending and, uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage. He'll, he'll probably offer mortgage originations. And then he'll get into things like dating apps and TikTok video type videos and, and all this stuff. He's going to try to build WeChat, but on steroids there. And so right. what I've done is, is I've taken the approach, you know, all Twitter is, is a centralized database with a front end. Hive's a decentralized database with many front ends. And so we have all these different projects working on different things. So the question is, who of these project teams is going to realize anytime anybody comes up with something to integrate it? Because what we have is we have these niche apps. And I'm not talking about community focus. You can still have your community focus where CTP is focused on affiliate marketing and business building. Leo Finance is, you know, cryptocurrency investing in finance. STEM Geeks is, is you know, science and, and math and stuff like that. Peak D is kind of general in, in, in nature. But see, all of them allow for long-form blogging. All of them allow for... Um, commenting, upvoting, all that stuff. They allow you to see your wallet, <clears throat> anything that's on the blockchain, but they don't tie into Leo Threads. Leo Threads is microblogging on Hive. It, it's a base layer feature because it's used in the comment section. We cannot upload videos. To upload videos, you have to go to 3speak.tv. You can't do that through Peak D or Leo Finance or any of these others. You know, we don't have these applications that are incorporating everything that's available into it. How come you have to go to Wallet, Hotblog, and I was told Ecency allows you to utilize the internal exchange. You can't utilize the internal exchange through Leo Finance or PD or CTP right. or StepGeeks. And this is, you know, this is, again, another base layer feature, the swapping of high for HBD, that, that's, that's in the base code. And yet we don't have these applications because everybody's thinking about their own niche instead of saying we need to replicate uh, uh, Elon with the mindset of building the everything app. You know, anything that's on Hive, we incorporate into our front end. And then what you end up having is you'll end up having like a dozen different front ends that incorporate everything, which that's called resiliency. And of course you can, cater your application to whatever your community is. Uh, you don't have to necessarily make it a, you know, uh, your long form blogging on CTP is going to be business building related. You don't want pictures of people posting their dinner there. That's fine. You know, that can go on peak D, but you have the ability to, 
you know, get involved in these other aspects on chain. Hell, you could even set up a portion of CTP to be similar to like it do where people can be on their phone and they can, you know, snap a picture of a sunset and post it. Okay. It doesn't come in the long form blogging section. It, you know, somehow posts maybe as a comment or something like that, or post to your quote, Leo threads or Michael blogging, whatever you do, but you offer that feature. And that's the point of the article. And my question really is what development team is going to pick up on this and say, wow, because I think three things that we have in terms of mindset with Hive that I think needs to be adjusted is that's the first thing with the, the apps. Incorporate as much as you can, even if built out by other people, number one. Number two, your token is a reflection of the value of your project, of your system. Do not try using it as a medium of exchange. Default to the stable coins. Uh, for that. I think that's a, a very critical mindset that needs to be adopted by project teams and say, okay, you know, people say, what's the use case of our token? It's, well, it's a reflection of the value. Yes, you might have some use cases, but it's a reflection of the value of what we're building here. And I can't remember what the third thing was off the top of my head. I had no one, but it moved out of my mind. So, but that, that's the thing. Who is going to build this? What project team is going to take it on and say, you know what? We got all this interest and stuff going on and people build it and just throw it out there. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. You built it and throw it out there. So why not incorporate it in to your front end, into your application? Hmm. There you go. Good question, Jimmy. And uh, task, uh, task dove in. So I don't know what you your thoughts are on it, John, but I mean, it's. Oh, I, I have. Well, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, for me, it, it all comes down to if you can create something like that, like I, I, I speak for, I think, 90 percent, let's say, of the of the community here. It's whatever it is. It's got to be simple. It's got to be easy to use. Ease of use is is paramount. Um You can create something, but then you have to jump through hoops. It could be the everything app and then. You've got to jump through hoops to 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 do what you want it to do, and that's not going to cut it. It to me, whatever's created, developers really need to remember that ninety percent of us here are not the technical savvy types. We like to use the applications. We don't necessarily need want a PhD in computer science to use it. So, no, and I'm yeah. not saying that. I mean, Leo Threads, you have to basically be pretty foolish not to be able to use it. There's a button that says Threads. It brings up the Thread page, and then there's a button you press that says Thread, and a pop-up window shows up where you write your right. Thread, and then you hit Post. Yep. Uh, you know, it's not very difficult. I haven't used Leica to, but I'm sure that feature is very simple to use. You, you take mm-hmm. a photo, and you maybe you know, hit a button that says, okay, and pull up the photo and and post it, Uh, you know, that you're right. That's what these things have to do, but you can incorporate that into a, a, a mobile app or a front end that can give multiple features. You just have different tabs or different drop down menus that allow you to switch back and forth between long form content, micro blogging, your 
like a two Instagram type app if you want to integrate that in and and whatever else is is out there. There you go. Good stuff. Next up, we've got Arpren. He says, uh, just wondering, research published in August 2022 by a team of researchers at the University of Adelaide in Australia have discovered as many as 80% of tweets about the 2022 Russia-Ukraine invasion in its early weeks were part of a covert propaganda campaign originating from automated fake bot accounts. Given the setup of Hive and Threads, would this level of involvement automation be possible on Hive Threads? Um, you better have a lot of resource credits. Lot, lot, sure, if you have lots of resource credits. I mean, you know, resource credits solves all problems or creates all problems who knows what you know depends. well um, yeah i that i haven't read that research that that this poster is alluding to but it, it doesn't surprise me first off i don't care where you stand on ukraine you're reading propaganda the only question is are you reading the propaganda in english or in russian but both sides put out propaganda that's what you know there's in, in war, there's a physical fighting, but there's also the propaganda war. And so yeah. what, what is being stated here does not surprise me. I have no idea who's behind it and, and where, what they were doing. And maybe this was both pro, both pro-West and Russian bots doing this. Um, so, yes, number one, you better have some resource credits. Number two, the, the other situation with Hive that we have to keep in mind, and maybe this will change as Hive gets bigger. I don't know. But... You have the reputation not number next to your name, which means your new username, which means nothing. It you know it, it actually means more these days than it did a number of years ago when we had the voting right. bots and yeah. all of that stuff. But reputation, and, and they call me Dan talks about this a lot. Reputation means a lot. So and he likes to use the example of a city. Nobody knows who the hell a city is. I mean, we don't know. I mean, we just know the name of city. But he runs OCB. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's on Twitter all the time, and he, 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 he dedicated yeah. to Hive. He's a witness. Uh, you know, you don't know who that person is as an individual, but you know what the account is, and the account has what it stands for. Right. Yes, yeah. and so, yeah. you know, a lot of that is, and maybe it's just because we're so small, but I think a lot of that is going to be the, the case in the future. And in fact, we, we talked, John and I, with, with Block Trades, and he has thought long and hard about different types of reputation systems and how to quantify that. And one thing about Hive is somebody can appear uh, and, and, and post something. And John could pop in the comments there and say, I know the, the person behind this account, this person's real. Now, I may have no idea who the hell that person is, but it's kind of reputation to reputation. I know John. I know John's reputation. So if he vouches, if, uh, quote unquote, vouches for this, this account, I'm apt to believe it because it's like I, I believe John. And, you know, that's something that you have the capability on Hive. And again, maybe it's just because it's small. And if, if there were 300 million people, or 300 million accounts, it'd be a little different story. But at the end of the day, like we said, you go you go back to those those resource credits, and you know the more activity online, the more expensive it gets to do that stuff. 
And then you have people all of a sudden calling them out and saying, listen, you know, because that's the other thing. You set up an account on Hive. Yes, you can do it anonymous. But if if one person or, or one account claimed like 300 tokens and set up 300 accounts, we'd be able to see that. And all of a sudden it's like somebody would go through the blockchain and say, wait a second, all these 300 accounts are related to each other. You don't have that on Twitter. It's um, yeah. So it could happen, right? But you would have to get a whole bunch of resource credits. But then the the validity of the accounts, like if if this person, even, I you know what? To be honest with you, dude, I'm not I'm not so anti the reputation system. I know it was really looked down upon when the bots were everywhere here, the voting bots. But I think it's is about as good a system as you can come as is. Like, I, it, I like it. I, it. I don't have a problem with it. it. It's gotten better because over time, first off, like you said, the bots are removed. And as more people are, are moving towards and into the 70s, you, you've reputation of 70 or more and, you know, 65, then 70. That's based upon their upvotes. And that shows who's active. That shows right. who, who yeah. really is, is consistent and putting up posts. And it's cumulative. So even though you're not earning a lot on every post, the, in the reputation, it, it keeps building and building and building. So the more activity you have and the longer you're around, um, right. then you move from 70 to 71, 75. And for those who don't understand, each you start at 25 and each layer up or down Gets is hard. twice as far as the first one. So going from 25 to 20 or going from 26 to 27 is twice the leap from 25 to 26 and same yeah. thing from 71 to 72 is twice as long as 70 to 71. So, you know, mm -hmm. it gets progressively more difficult and that's why I, I used to use the line 70, maybe it's even 65 now as somebody who has a reputation like that, they're, they're, they're pretty serious. You're in the 80 group, right? You're in the uh, 80s. On my, on my, yeah, on my, on my main account, I'm, on, I'm in the 80s. Oh, yeah. you are just a beast. Yeah, it's, you know, again, it, 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 it's the longevity. In my, my Leo account, I'm not because that account hasn't been, you know, right. around as long. So I'm 79.05. I'm coming for you. No, I can never. Yeah, that. within the next six months, you'll be in the 80 crowd. And I don't know who, who who's leading, who the top is. Uh, well, it was. Um, it was Ranchero. It, no, it wasn't Ranchero. It was the other guy, the guy, the other account. Oh. That he. Um, how come I can't think of it? Ranchero's account, the one he upvoted all the time. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I can't. You, you know, but I, I don't know. Uh, Tara's up there. Uh, I would presume mm. addicted somewhere in there. Right. Uh, yeah. Just, I had a guess. I, I don't know who all is in there. There you go. Good question, though. Alex is up, and Alex is watching in the um, in in the audience on Vim. He he actually reminded me a couple of a year and a half ago. He's like, "Dear sir, when see that post?" So thanks him i remembered to get the post out there. So, uh, alex wants to know gentlemen price don't matter crew member here hodling till 2026 minimum i salute it welcome 
My question is about harnessing the power of you guys' consistency week after week, rain, shine, hurricane. Have you ever considered having ad space? Oh, ad space on the Cryptomaniac show for Hive projects to advertise on your show. I've thought about it. Now, this is this is this is not gospel. This is just stuff that I've learned over the years of, of creating content. When you're doing a podcast, that's one of the things they tell you. Open it up to ad space. The problem is finding that that good medium. Like when when we get 150 replays of this show, that's when I would say, okay, maybe now or hitting 200 episodes. Maybe then you, you that's how I would feel comfortable because I think if you jump into trying to get money from people right away and you haven't built the brand, like, yeah, we've built it. It's it's episode 165 today and it's it's out there, but there's certain milestones I like to hit before I start going, hey guys, let's 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 do that. So I think it's a great idea. It's something I've thought about. I just like picking and choosing when to do it instead of being that guy that's like, hey, I got a podcast. Advertise for 20 bucks a month. I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy. So I don't know how you feel, Tass, but um, you know, I think it's it's the natural progression of podcasts once they reach a certain age and have a certain listenership. Uh, but we're still building this. I, I think it's a constant, and I wouldn't feel right until we're at least at episode 200 or like 150 replays per per episode. That's me. I see no need right. to do it. It, it just mm-hmm. do, do, uh, it just frustrates people. Um, we're we're rewarded. I mean, John puts up the post, and the post can be upvoted, and that mm-hmm. that monetizes each uh, that monetizes each episode. It's not a lot of money. I, I, don't, Did, I don't. I don't even no, know it's, what we get on each each episode. But whatever. It, it, it's not a lot. It, no, it's it not a lot. To, it used to be a lot. It's not anymore. Yeah. Well, well the price yeah. of hype is as as yeah. tanked. But you know, it, again, it's we don't do this for the money. And no, my view no. is, you know, it's like living in a a community. And and why do you pick up the trash when you're walking through your community? It's because you live in the community. Now, were you paid to pick up the trash? No. Would, could you pay uh, somebody to come in and walk around and pick up trash? Yes. But the the difference is is John has a lot of hive. I have a lot of hive. We have CTP, we have Leo Finance, we have these different tokens. And the big thing about that is the more we put in, the more value that is going to be attributed to this stuff. And if Cryptomaniacs is a resource center for people to find out what's going on, not only do John and I, you know, allow people to ask the questions and take the time each Friday to answer these questions, we give our views on on Tuesdays when we don't have uh, guests, and then we try to have guests on movers and shakers on Hive who are actually doing stuff. And we keep expanding, and we keep looking for for people we haven't had before, uh, newer people. Next Tuesday or this upcoming Tuesday, we got McFarhat, who's been on before, uh, talking yeah. about ActiveFit, and so. It's it's a resource center. It's like Leo Glossary. I mean, all my Leo Glossary posts are declining rewards. I spend hours. I've spent hours and hours in most of my life the last three months building this thing. As as Gadrian, I mean, he he 
puts in time too. And we have other people interested in being involved. And we're not getting direct payouts out of this, but it builds to the whole thing. And so, you know, to get 20 bucks a month out of some ad that you run every, you know, 15 minutes of the show or something, all that's going to do is piss people off. And, you know, we get we get a little high power when you all upvote the, the post, uh, when John puts them up. And, you know, that's that's what's appreciated. And, you know, um, I don't even know if he 50 50 supposed or whatever, but he sets me as a beneficiary and we, we share it and it's not making us rich. But, hey, we don't do this show. We, we never we didn't start this show to say, hey, let's let's figure out a way to make money off of this. Right. Um, yeah. You know, this this is part of the. You do a lot of stuff not to be monetized. John and I have tremendous followings. Our posts tend to get upvoted uh, very well. Um, you know, why Why do we have to try to nickel and dime and, and monetize every little thing that we're doing on the blockchain? I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I think the the attractive thing for me is that the majority of our replays are not on Hive. We might get five to ten people on hive that watch it on three speak or attend the, the vim where we get the most exposure is apple podcasts and spotify so that is not to monetize that but the reach that's attractive to advertisers an advertiser would like that reach and the audience that's being built here so that's where i would stand on that not necessarily on hive i agree with you completely like on hive it's it's upvoted you upvote it you don't it doesn't cost you anything with an upvote guess what it regenerates and you get it back um so on hive yeah i told you with your resource credits yes yes resource you need resource credits everyone buy resource yes so Anyway, it's a good Everyone question. Buy resource credit. Holy five, shit, John. Five, we got five, new customers, yeah. new new people on here. They're going to be on Hive Engine searching resource credit. Not resource. Hive and power it up for all <laughs> the new Yes. <laughs> yes, Hive. Not Swap Hive yes. either. Uh, don't not buy it on. Well, if you buy, if you buy it on uh, Hive Engine, use Hive Pay to convert it over from Swap Hive to Hive. That's highpay.io. Here, here's your yeah. your advertisement, John. Highpay.io, yes. and uh, yeah, for my for our zero point two percent fee. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's a good question though, Alex. Um, appreciate it. Tokenizes up. Hello, maniacs. Happy November. Happy November. My question today is about Hive Power. Fancy that. Do you still get that 3% APR on HP that is delegated to others, or does that apply to Hive Power that you own and is not delegated? That goes right in. Well, it goes into your pocket, but it's delegated to the person. So you're still earning it. You're still earning that 2.8, whatever percent it is now, but it's it it goes to the wherever the hive power is delegated. So if you say delegate one thousand hive power to Leo Voter, you're getting that two point eight five percent, but it's delegated the thousand to. Yeah. So at hive the end team. of the year, what John's saying is that yes. delegation will be worth one thousand two point eight five hive power. Yes. So but- it's it you're earning it. But it's whoever you have it delegated to, it goes to them. Yeah, because if you look, if you look in PD, you have your hive uh, power, and then underneath you have your delegation. 
Well, both of them go up by 2.85% per year. But obviously, the first number is your total. The delegated number is what you have outstanding. So, but it's still your high power. So when you go to undelegate, instead of undelegating a thousand, you're going to undelegate, you know, the thousand plus the 2.85 extra high power. That's... Tass said it a lot cleaner than I did. I was a little tongue-tied there, ladies and gentlemen. Apologize, but yes, if you, as soon as you undelegate that hive power, it goes back to your account. So, just, yes, just to expand on that, John, for mm-hmm. anybody who doesn't know, anything you do with high power, as soon as you power that up, it's yours. Yes. So, no matter what happens, you always have ownership. Any benefits mm-hmm. that are tied to that high power are yours. From the ownership standpoint. Now, obviously, delegating the high power, you lose the voting power and you also you lose, we'll call it the resource credit power or the power to the ability to engage in the the blockchain because the the value tied to that high power resource credits obviously goes to the person you're delegating to. But anything that in terms of the value or the ownership of this, it's like people say, well, if I delegate it out when I vote for for witnesses, does that still count? Yes, it's still your high power. It's still you voting your high power, even if you delegate it out. This is why high power is the greatest thing ever created. But I'm a little biased. Are you biased about high power, sir? I'm biased more towards HPD, but you know we, we we figured we cover both coins. So, John John's high power. I'm I'm HPD, and we there got it go. covered. So, Hive's a wonderful place. Perfect. And uh, Tokutaro twenty two wants to know anything. Do you know anything about November twenty eighth? Some clue. I know this this date is is etched in history. Um, this is when fun things happen in the CTP tribe. Uh, I cannot divulge anything else. I've sworn to secrecy by Blaine. When, uh, when did that I, ever stop you? I, I know, but I, I'm, I'm honoring his, de- his demands, not even wishes, his demands this time. Okay, uh, what, did he, sh- what did he threaten to do to you if you did not do, adhere? Listen, this guy might live in another country, but I do not doubt he has a drone sitting on top of my house right now aimed at me. Either so. that or, or or he has like malware that he installed on your computer that Ab- Oh yeah, click this. Know. It's our new it's our new project, John. You know. Yeah, that he can clean out your bank account or something and uh yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> take all your money. He wants my active keys all of a sudden. I wonder why, you know. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't even need to ask for them. He just Got them out of your your high keychain. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so November twenty eighth is going to be a lot of fun for the CTP tribe. Uh, the uh, the not financial advice. Uh, I didn't say a word. Is that CTP tokens are pretty cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, uh, that's that's all I can divulge. I'm sworn to secrecy. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. I know. So I can't I answer know. his question. I know. Oops, wrong one. At least it um, wasn't a Splinterlands question. So there was no Splinterlands questions today. That's crazy. Yeah, I, wow. I know you're Jones, and what's going on with Splinterlands? I don't even, dude. I haven't. I've been so busy this week. I haven't even looked. I 
haven't played many matches. Wow. I apparently Rooney had its public launch. I don't even know how it went. Um, you know, all the big money bag guys like Agroad and and Gold Matters are out on Twitter showing off all their Roonies. I'm sitting there with my one little Rooney because of all the Ethereum it costs. These guys got like 30 Roonies. They've, you know, it's like almost half half an ETH each for these things. And these guys have got like 30 of them. I'm just sitting there with my little peon self with my little one Rooney. And it figures the Rooney that I do mint is as common as it gets. Yeah, you, know, you that's said it's like, like, it's like totally vanilla. Totally vanilla. Like, like van not even a sprinkle of like chocolate chips on top. <laughs> it's as it gets. That's my luck. You know, biggest Splinterland fanboy rave about it, talk about it all the time. Uh, you know, I'm so excited. I get in on Riff Watchers. I get in on Rooney. Wah, wah, wah. You know, it's yeah, you, you go through what? Four and a half days of MetaMask nightmare? Smashing my keyboards. Again, thankfully, I have a Mac, so it's half metal. So it didn't totally break. Um, anyways, that's my rant for the day. So we did get some Splinterlands content in. And we got a rant in. And we got a rant in. Yes, uh, this is a shorter than normal episode. Reason I have to go get to my son from school. He's only got a half day of school on Friday, which is very rare. He doesn't go to schools on Fridays. It's usually Thursdays he goes to school. He has Fridays off. But uh, this week, they're school Friday. So it's kind of throwing a monkey wrench. But... You know, we had to How get the show in. Five. Oh, well, enjoy the time. Because another 10 or 12 years, you'll be picking them up at the police station. That's yeah, Well, my first son is okay. He's 21 now, and he didn't he didn't end up in jail. So I got three sons. So I'm praying, <laughs> crossing my fingers, that one out of three maybe gets that way. You know, the two of them are... Yeah. I, I mean, I speak from a little experience here. It, it's easy to fractional fraction. It's easier to fracture an occasional law or two. I mean, it's oh, they got I, so many that you have to obey, and it's like I, add in a little I, alcohol and you know yeah. a few crazy women, and, you know, and you know, it's like well, few chances at some easy money. I, you know, I, I mean, it's. Yeah, I uh, I have stories. We'll we'll save that for another podcast. Next, next, next episode, John and I will be comparing our arrest records. Comparing our our younger year records. So, guys, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, be good to each other. Again, we got McFarhat from ActiFit, one of my favorite apps that I use almost every single day on my phone, mobile. Yay! Uh, he will be here on Tuesday, and then we've got Crimson Clad. On the 22nd, uh, yes. all-star, yes. superstar witness, and OG of the high blockchain. So that'll be awesome having her on as well. And a fellow Canadian. Will you be okay with another Canadian on the show? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, I I, I think I'll, I'll <laughs> hopefully by the 22nd, hopefully it'll be like just butt-ass cold up there. So if you guys oh, it's get freezing all already. over Are you my kidding case, me? You, I'll just say, oh, by the way, it's uh, 82 degrees down here in the tropics. How are you well, two she, doing? She, she's in the warm part of the country. I'm in the freezing cold part. Oh, so is she? It's already a tundra here. The snow everywhere. It's miserable. I hate it. Past 24 hours, 36 hours, it's just been miserable here. So. And, and when do you see, like, the grass again? Like, April? April May? Late April. Late April. Yeah. And you, that's still not a guarantee. If it's, if it's an extra long winter, you can get into May. No problem with snow still. Yeah, it's just... 
it's awful. Anyways, uh, I'm that's for another show too. So we have <laughs> criminal show, and then we've got the whining about the weather show coming up. So guys, thank you very much for listening. Be good to each other, and we will see you on Tuesday. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 